Welcome to These Are Good Days with Leanne Miller and Matt Barris. We are so glad you're here. It's another week gone by, Matt. We made it. Yes. Time marches on. Yes, Christmas is coming and the goose is getting fat. <laughs> uh, I don't know that one. <laughs> Please put a penny in the old man's hat. Wow. Having, oh, 37 year olds okay. don't know that. All right. So I'm old. <laughs> okay. So. Hey, how, how was your week? What is a day that stuck out for you that you're like, this was a good day this week? Oh, I've been Go. doing, I, listen, I have been doing Christmas shopping and you know me and you know that that is not mm. the norm. Mm-hmm. So um, our oldest son and his serious girl Ooh. Um, are coming home from Denver and Joey. So we're going to have the house with our, you know, the f- little farmhouse with all yeah. the people in it. So I've been just gathering, um, gathering some special things and it has just made me feel like Every day this week has been a good day. That's awesome. I love that. For me, it's um, we have family that live about an hour away. They're not people that we are able to see on a regular basis, but we just spent time with them recently. And it's cousins that have little babies, Aww. and we got the kids together. That's and, great. Um, it's just good. You know, there's some some of my cousins have had some job changes, and so just to catch up with them and hear what's going on with them is good. Uh, my aunt and uncle are great. And um, my mom, they are great. my mom hosted, she was the hostess with the mostest. Oh, she broke out food. the waffle iron. Mm-hmm. She made the toppings. Mm-hmm. She did it all. I know. Um, I, know she those, had, like, I know those waffles well. Uh, mm-hmm. And she had like three pans of bacon. Yeah. It was a glorious, glorious day. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, well, we're in the middle of the holiday season. Yes. And it's the holiday mm, season. Ooh. <laughs> And Santa Claus, Gazoopity Zop, you know, love that song. Um, This is not a music podcast, by the way. (laughs) I can't. If it was, everybody would have already left by now. We would have had one episode. (laughs) And gone. (laughs) (laughs) But we are in the middle of the holiday season Mm -hmm. and probably already... And if not coming up, you're going to be hosting people. Mm-hmm. We're, we are hosting people. Yeah, we are. And I'm mm-hmm. sure lots of people are. So we just wanted to, to talk a little bit about hospitality in the holidays and maybe some ways to make those days that can be really mm-hmm. stressful, maybe have them be a little bit, bit better. Or, yeah. or run, how can we make them better? Yeah, or, or what does it look like? Yeah. And how do you make it run smoothly? That if you're hosting, you are actually enjoying yourself. Yeah. Because I think so often when you host, it's it you don't you actually don't enjoy it. You're not enjoying yourself. It feels right. like work. Right. And I know I've been I've been there. There have been times where it's been really fun to host, and there's times where it's like, is this over yet? Yeah. It's- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Um. You know. Um. There are several things I want to say here. Um. The first. Wait. One- before Before okay. you do, I have some statistics okay. before oh, we oh, jump yeah, in. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. So listen to this. This is interesting. Forty-seven percent of Americans travel for the holidays, so I don't know what that means. So that could be travel to family's yes. houses. That could mean they go on vacation. Yes. Um, I have a, a travel dream of being in Disney World for the holidays. My mom did it once and said it was amazing. Um, we have a friend Danielle who goes for the holidays. Loves being in Disney for the holidays. They actually. This is a fun fact about Disney. <laughs> I love Disney, I, I know um, and I know, and you don't, you don't I, understand I, it. I, You're like, eh. but this is a fascinating thing to me. October thirty first, okay. when the last guest leaves the park, okay, 
at any of the Disney parks, okay. they will work until the park opens and flip it, start flipping it to Christmas. So on November 1st, when you walk into Disney World, it is Christmas. So if you stay over Wait. those two days, you can see both holidays. Oh, oh. That is fascinating to me. They it, have teams it, of people that do this. I mean, you would want to go during that time? Sure. That time, December, any of the times. Well. Yeah. So anyway, 47. And we both have traveled for the holidays. Yeah. 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 We used to do that when the boys still lived at right. home. We had several years that we would go on vacation. What was, Christmas. can you tell us what was your reason for doing that? Because some people might be like, oh, why would you do that? I've, lo- I loved traveling for the holidays and I've done both. So what was your reason for? Well, I mean, we, we don't have, we don't have close relationships with my side of the family. Yeah. So it, it can feel very, it can feel very kind of isolating and a little bit lonely yeah. for your family to be like, oh, Merry Christmas. And there's, you know, four of you, you know, like <laughs> you just celebrating Christmas. I mean, then that's fine. And that's great totally. if you do that and, and you feel really like it's a full, wonderful day. But for our boys and the ages that they were, we were just like, let's go on an adventure. Yeah, and, I love that. And, our, and then Daryl's side of the family is Amish. So we always do Thanksgiving with them. But, but, and we do a Christmas evening where we get together with them but christmas for amish people is a little bit different than it is for non-amish people so um sometimes i think if wait can you tell me the difference like what's the biggest difference first of all they don't decorate at all and they really don't do a whole lot of gift giving i mean they they might do a little bit of gift giving but not like not like non-amish do amish people put up christmas trees no really no no christmas trees no red and green no Big wrap presents, none, okay. none of that really. So, and then you know, I think that I think for us, we we wanted our boys to always have a really special memory with Christmas instead right. of it being a reminder that our family isn't, you know, getting together with yeah. the whole family and and getting together with right. grandparents or whatever. And so for us, it was just a way to make an adventure and it really special, be really that. special. And now they talk about those trips and have great memories of those trips. So yeah. it really worked for us. I love that. I love that you did that. Okay. So this is interesting too. 30% of Americans will host a holiday party at some point during the holiday season. So 30%, one third of us. Wow. This is also fascinating. Now, <clears throat> let me preface what I'm about to say by something important. Okay. When you hear these statistics about boomers, Gen X, okay. millennial, uh, Gen right. Z, yeah. the alpha generation, all that stuff. I'm a millennial. Now, I'm an old millennial. I was born in 1985. Millennials often get a really bad rap. They do. And they get lumped into Gen Z. Like, they get lumped into a different, like, they'll say, oh, that's just millennials. And it's like, do you realize that millennials are in their 30s? Millennials are not 22. Right. So this is fascinating to me. And this, this, what I uncovered was that 55% of millennials will host a party and out of all the generations right now, that millennials are the most likely to be hosts. 
that millennials spend more money on hosting. Millennials are more social. Millennials bring people into their home more. And I think that's fascinating because often millennials get a bad rap. Yeah. You know, it has a negative connotation. Yeah, millennials are entitled. And right. They don't care about other people. Right. And here they're the hosts of America. <laughs> that they're the largest generation that, that is hosting. And here's the last fact I, I have that. for you before we jump into our conversation is when people go to a party, 65% of people will bring a hostess gift. Praise the Lord. Right? Not all is lost. <laughs> we still have some some manners and decency There's out there. There's some good mamas out there <laughs> raising right. good people. Yeah, 65% of people bring a gift. And the most common gifts are... Candles. Great. That's the first one. Is it? There's really? three. There's three. What are the most really? common ones? For real? Ones? Candle. Candles. Um... A drink? Wine? Wine. Okay, okay. And what's the last one? I have no idea. Flowers. Like a plant or flowers or something like that. I thought that was really fascinating. Candles. I I literally had a candle when we um, celebrate Thanksgiving with Daryl's family. I always try to take something and I have a candle sitting out on my counter. I forgot it. (sighs) I've already burned it. (laughs) (laughs) but it's candles are one of those things you can always have like a stockpile and take them with you so leanne you um have been in the hospitality industry you work with fox affiliates on cooking and hosting let's talk a little bit about hosting specifically at the holidays because it is a busy time um there's a lot going on there's people obviously people are traveling and coming and going um, there's expectations mm-hmm. that might be a little mm-hmm. bit different around the holidays. So what comes to mind when, you, if somebody said, Leanne, just like talk to me about hosting at the holidays, what can I do to make it better? Or, you know, what, what are some of your thoughts or ideas around it? Okay. Three words. Ask for help. Yes. Like we don't win any awards or gold medals or an extra big crown in heaven. If, <laughs> if, if we, tell ourselves we have to do all of it right you know there there's no glory in that there's no like reward in that except for stress right you know so i um we started a little it's only its second year so after this year we'll be able to call it a tradition i guess but um my niece and her husband and my nephew and his wife and their kids come to our house for are coming to our house again this year for christmas eve brunch everybody is assigned something yes and it's fun because right. they're bringing special things. We have special things. Right. And and all of it doesn't fall on one person. Right. So I think asking for help is is just a really, really good thing to do. Yes, I think so too. If your budget and if your lifestyle allows for it, call someone to come and clean your house. Oh, that's a good tip. Do it before you you entertain or do it after. But that is get that will give you an unbelievable boost. Right. I'm not saying you get a clean somebody to come clean every week. I'm not suggesting that cuz I know that that is a commitment financially. Right. But for the month for this month for if you know people are coming, you know guests are coming, have someone come in and clean and you it will give you kind of the just the oomph that, right. that you may need going into the season. Yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah. What if somebody says like, "Oh, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that." What what tips would you have about like keeping their house right up through the holidays? Okay, well, we don't have a big house, so now right. when we have people come 
everything gets very sm- much smaller, much faster. Mm-hmm. So I, can I say something really quick? Yes. Cause I think I, I, this just popped into my head when you said like, get someone to clean your house <clears throat> and you know, maybe people that have watched you through the years or maybe people that don't know you, you don't live in like this huge house. No. You live in an 1800 square no. foot farmhouse right. that you and Daryl have worked on. Right. Um, and so, you know, this isn't like some, when you give these tips, you're not coming from a place of like, I have this sprawling place yes. and I oh, have someone. Find sc- yourself. Yes. You know. No, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Remember. It's a very modest place. You know, just, yes. we live in very similar size homes. Yes. And I think that um, someone who cleans professionally um, really knows the corners and the things to do to help you feel like your house is clean and ready to go mm-hmm. more more than you might yourself. Right. Like there are areas that, oh, there are areas that I hate cleaning. <laughs> you know, I really don't like to do. I have somebody that comes and helps me once a month. Yeah. She's wonderful and I'm so grateful. But just once a month to just get all those corners and really get the floors really well. And I, I clean, well, I, I have a routine I do every morning. Yeah. And that's what I'll say. That's another thing is if you know people are coming into town and you have kids still at home, you know, you just say, Hey, team up. Let's, let's like, let's like Absolutely. talk about this. Let's talk about what we're getting ready to head into and areas we can all help each other and areas that we can get ready for our guests and keep the house tidied up. Right. But I now, because we're an empty nest, I have a routine that I go through every morning. Um, and, um, that is really helpful for mm-hmm. me to feel like I kind of have a pulse on keeping my house, um, in order. Right. Um, I also with, um, food, you know, there's often so much, um, kind of stress around food and it doesn't need to be that way. You can plan if you have people several nights, plan on a night that you do pizza and, right. uh, and maybe you do pizza and you do a nice salad right? or you assign somebody if they're coming over, they bring the salad, right? but you, you don't, um, Every night doesn't have to be a five-star Michelin restaurant menu. You know, I mean, you can, you, listen, nobody wants to feel like, nobody wants to be a guest in a home where they feel like the host is stressed out. Right. No. So you have to think of ways to disarm feeling stressed. So loungewear, being comfortable, you being comfortable yourself, um, you know, Listen, if you, if, if it stresses you out to get all of the dishes out that are going to all need to put in the dish, be put in the dishwasher, go get some nice paper products. Now, mm-hmm. you know that I don't like that, Matt. I know you don't. I don't. But I, listen, sometimes a little chinette goes a long way. Yes. <laughs> it, and for the love, if you get paper products, please just get, you know, get the nicer ones. Um, Not the but, ones you throw in a campfire. Yeah, no. Right. Um, but Hey, this is, when you were talking about food, this spurred a thought for us is my wife loves listening to The Lazy Genius. And one of the tips that The Lazy Genius gave that we have adopted is we have kind of a standard menu mm-hmm. that when people come, mm-hmm. we know what we're going to make. Yes. So. We will make when somebody if we have overnight guests, often we will there's two things we'll make. We'll either make a breakfast casserole the night before that we can pop in, or we'll my wife will make baked oatmeal. Those are literally yes. the two things we eat when people come over. So we already know going into the holiday season, 
if we're going to have overnight guests, this is what we're going to do. Right, right. And also something we do in regards to food is we try to do things ahead. Mm-hmm. So something like a breakfast casserole that I can make in the afternoon before everybody comes for dinner. Right. Throw it in the fridge. We have a garage fridge because that's what middle class fancy people do is we, <laughs> we have a garage fridge. <laughs> so room. I'll throw it in the garage fridge. And, you know, if anything like that. Listen, that goes for everything, though, Matt. Like, totally. Like, plan plan your room ahead. I I already have the room ready that the that all the kids are coming. I already have those rooms now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, I mean, it's days away, and those rooms are ready yes. now. Same for us. Don't wait like the night before, right? You know, and then you're running around like a, you know, like a chicken with its head cut off, right. like trying to just get it all together, and and also. You might have people walk into your house and you don't have it all together. Right. So the so in those moments, an important thing to do is to say, basically, you've been on the road. You have been traveling here. What can I get you to drink? Right. You know, how can I help you get comfortable? I have people when they come, I show them straight to where they're staying. Right. I do not want all their bags. I mean, you know, I love having people over, but I don't want all their stuff right in the entry right. and we have a little room and we're, you know, we're stepping over bags. Everybody gets directed to where they put their bags. And I say, because listen, don't forget you are in charge of your home. Right. So you set the pace, you set the, you set the feeling, you set the vibe, you set, you set it. Right. So when the people walk in the door, you say, Hey, your room is upstairs to the left. Go ahead and put your bags up there. Freshen up if you need to. Change into I, those Change into cozies. Wears. Yeah. Um, plug your phone in if you need to. Right. There's a charger by your bed. Put chargers by people's bed. Yeah. Put your initials on them if you need to. <laughs> those but, things have legs. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and, and, you know, t- you know, you have a fresh hand towel on your bed. Right. So please just make yourself at home. If you do that, right out of the gate when people walk into your house right then it's all of a sudden like oh i don't need to perform as a guest absolutely i don't need to stand around and do small talk for the next 15 minutes right no go up to your room relax get comfortable and then come back down whenever you're ready because i have soup so when i have people coming over i usually will have like this time of year, I usually, the, when someone arrives, I usually have a pot of soup. Right. Because then I just give people a bowl of soup whenever, whenever they're coming with, you know, their hands out or, you know, whenever they're coming into the, not hands out, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Whenever yeah, they're yeah. coming back into the kitchen, I'm like, hey, are you ready for a bowl of soup? Oh my goodness, yes. Okay, right. sit down right here. I'll, you know, and, Is and, it fair to say that you often leverage the charcuterie board when you have people coming, <laughs> like their first night? Especially the first night that somebody's with you. Absolutely. It's like they've been on the road. They're nibbling. Yes. You stand around yes. and chit chat. Mm-hmm. But I'll have <clears> substantial <throat> thing. In that case, though, I, if I don't have soup, I would have a substantial charcuterie board. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, I would have, you know, s- some meat, some cheese, maybe even some a little bit of bread that right. they could put together a little sandwich if right. they wanted. Because when people have been traveling. A ham. A, ham. Uh, <laughs> a, a nine by 13 of mac and cheese. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> You're like. We'll just put it on the middle of the charcuterie. Yes. It's a spiral yeah. ham. Yeah. Because when people have been traveling, they've been they've been snacking on stuff. 
Ugh. You know, they've had like a carbs tra- and candy. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I do try to have really good things on a board where they feel like, oh, I can go to bed and not feel like ugh, right. really heavy. You know, I don't, I don't usually the first night people arrive, I don't have something right. really heavy, like a heavy meal. So what would you say to the person that says, okay, they're giving me all the excuses. I have a small house. I don't have a big budget. What would you say to those people? Um, you know, maybe they've avoided hosting because they feel like their house isn't what they want it to be, or it feels chaotic, or they don't have the finances that they want to do what they've envisioned in their head. What would you say to that person? Well, first of all, like you have to get underneath and figure out why you're feeling that way about your home. Right. Because um, there is a lady that I've known for years. I used to do television um, in West Virginia. And I have known this woman forever. And um, her, her... her husband's name he's passed away was Dudley and she would always post she and she lived in an adorable mobile home yeah and it was always so cute and cozy Mm -hmm. and well kept and she always made three meals a day for Dudley and she would always send me like um she would always um private message me and said I've tried the best meatloaf recipe the other night and and you know she did not need any kind of fancy house right or any kind of of even, you know, even a 2000 square foot house. Right. You know, she just had the cutest welcoming mobile home and she just made it so inviting and cozy. So I think, I think if you're feeling that way, you have to get to the bottom of those feelings because it will keep you from practicing hospitality. If you, if you can't get over what is making you feel like your house isn't good enough. And I'll say this too. My, my parents, our first home was a ranch house that was really kind of small. And my mom has always said it doesn't matter the size of your home. Uh-huh. If you want to host, you you just got to do it. Right. And you have to make it work for you. Um, and really, there are people that have large homes that have no interest in hosting that I'm like, oh, you have the best kitchen. And there are people that have small homes that do an incredible job. And so I think the size of your home doesn't matter. And no, I think we it's have irrelevant really. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. Now we have friends. I will say we have friends here in Worcester, um, Nate and Kayla who are awesome hosts. They don't have a large house where they can host a lot of people at one time. So what they did is through the summer months, they got like this pergola thing in their backyard and they have lawn chairs that they'll mm-hmm, set up mm-hmm. and they'll do like Saturday morning breakfast. It's called waffles with the wards and they will make waffles for people for breakfast on Saturday mornings and people use their yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. And so do they do that in the winter? Not often. Um, they'll do stuff with smaller groups. Right. That's what I was going to say. You can always make the group smaller. Absolutely. And so they have never let that be a barrier for them. And I love that. I love when people say, I'm going to make this work. This is important to me. And we're going to do, I think they even either 2020 or 2021, they set a goal to have like, 200 people in their house through the, through the year and they had people sign like a bench or something and they did and they live in a little Cape Cod house and Mm -hmm. you know, they just didn't let anything like that stop them. And I love that. Well, and I think, I think what that speaks to is, is whether you really have the gifting and the heart for hospitality, right? You know, some people just don't, you know, some people that never in a million years would they ever have 200 people over in three years, right? (laughs) You know, and I, and I understand that there are some people that are just not, 
given to hospitality. But if you're not having people over because you don't feel like your house is good enough or big enough or fancy enough or, you know, your curtains are ugly or, right. or your carpet is gross or whatever, it's it's really you really have to think about the heart behind the hospitality, the fact right. that you're wanting to love people, the fact that you're wanting to be, to be generous with your time. Absolutely. The fact that you're wanting people to feel welcome and included in your home. And, you know, um, I also am a, a big believer in, and you, you know, this, uh, it also, it does not have to be fancy food. Right. Like it does not. <laughs> right. It doesn't, you can make the most basic things look intentional and special. Absolutely. You've had more of my breakfast plates than you could ever count. <laughs> but you will always usually find some sharp chopped chives or parsley right. or something um, colorful on the right. plate that makes you go, oh, this looks like I really am excited to eat this because, yeah, of, because of the presentation. So there's really no... Um, there's, there's no reason to stress out as far as like, oh my, well, I have friends that stress out with hospitality because they're like, I don't like to cook. I don't like the kitchen. There's, there's workarounds with that. There always is. Absolutely. You can, you can make things, you can make simple recipes. Yeah. And here's what I'll say about, about this in general is really what you're getting at with hospitality is you are spending time with people that you love or Mm -hmm. you want to get to know better. Mm -hmm. And so this is just my experience is that food is often a disarming thing. When you share a meal with someone and you're sitting down with them, there's no phones, there's no distractions, right. whether it's craft macaroni and cheese with shives on it, or it's a rack of lamb and everything yes. in between. Right. The reality is, is you're doing something kind and intentional for someone else and it lets your guard down to get to know someone a little bit better. better. There is something about sitting around um, the table with someone sharing a meal that helps you get to know them better. It's true. And really the hope is that those experiences help you connect on a deeper level and really love the people around yeah, you even more. Whether, like I said, whether it's mac and cheese with hot dogs chopped up in it or yes. a beautiful hamburger or, you know, and you, you know, can do, you can do intentional things that aren't even surrounded with about, about the food. Absolutely. I mean, you know, um, last year when, um, when we did our Christmas brunch, I made sure I had a little table with, um, I had, I had bought it. I had bought these little packages that were, uh, sugar cookies with the icing, you know, that the kids could just decorate them themselves. And they absolutely loved it. They, they could have cared really less about the quality of cookie. Right. They just, it was just something really fun for them to do. And it was something intentional that made them feel like, I, I cared and that I loved them and that they were going to have right. a great experience around the table. And, and to that point too, when I, I've talked about this before, but I lived in Australia and it's very popular there to have like an afternoon tea. Mm. So if for you, if mm-hmm. you're kind of mm-hmm. dipping your toe into the idea of hospitality, maybe a place to start is to say, hey, I'm going to invite some people over for dessert right. and board games. And you go buy something from the store. You make a pot of decaf. Well, it doesn't have to be decaf. <laughs> that's what I have to drink at night. Um, maybe you start with something like that. Right. That's like, hey, we're just come over for dessert. If the idea of a whole meal and preparing everything um, feels overwhelming, do something like that because you just got to start somewhere. Even if it's, even if it's there. Yeah, it's true. Um, 
I will say too, with, um, with hosting as far as space, um, one thing that, that I have done is you, you, I, I don't, well, first of all, you know this, like I don't love shoes in the house. Right. I'm a, we are a shoe free home. <laughs> Kick them off at the door. And so put your shoes at the landing or put your shoes at the door. Let's keep all the coats and all the stuff out in a, right. in a certain space. Because the minute you start taking the shoes off different places, taking the coat off different places, if you have a small house, everything gets smaller when we start right. setting things around everywhere. Right. Absolutely. Um, something that I'm going to do this year. Um, and um, I, I just think it will help is when um, I'm not going to say who the culprit is in the family, but we've got <laughs> a cult. We've got a culprit in the family that like takes out every, everything out of their pockets and everything out, you know, and just like puts it on a random counter is I've got a, a little like, like a trinket tray. Yeah, a trinket tray and that's going to set out where the coats and that and yeah. the shoes and everything goes. And please put your wallet, your wrapper, your your cough dropper off or right. wrappers from your pocket, Keys, all the stuff, stuff. Put it all in there. Yeah. Because otherwise it all just ends up like it littered around the house. And I, you know, and I also don't want to trip over shoes. Like oh, no. you know all of that. Yeah. So yeah. if you if you can set uh, if you can set up a, um, you know, kind of a rhythm of, hey, you guys, let's keep all the shoes out here. Let's put all the coats. Uh, we've got this rack right here. If you want to lay all the coats there. Right. That, all that stuff helps. You remember, you're in charge. Right. You know, you it's not a free for all. You know, I think I think if we can look at hospitality, like you're kind of like the cruise ship director. Yes. You know, you're you're the person <laughs> saying this is how we're going to yeah. do this. You, you don't just let people come in and just do whatever. And, right. and and listen, that goes for kids too. Right. If people come, families come in and kids are being crazy, you are the cruise ship director. You get to say, Hey kids, I'm going to put a movie on. We're going to go here in this room. Right. And we're going to watch this movie or Hey kids, I've got some coloring books and crayons. Right. We're going to set you down here. This is not, you know, hosting doesn't mean everybody gets to do whatever they want in your house. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. I love that. So here's. I sound a little bit like a drill sergeant. I'm really not. I'm <laughs> really not. fun. But but really, I, I think sometimes with the hesitation and hosting, people think it's going to be crazy. Right. It's not. It doesn't have you're, to be like you're, that. You're in charge. Absolutely. So to build off of what you just said is you are really fun to the point where you bought a gumball machine that's by your back door. I did. And kids remember that kind of stuff. So it's those little oh. touches. Um when you went to visit uh, Heather Whitaker, Carlos Whitaker's wife, Heather, yes, she brought out like intentional things for you. Is that correct? From Nashville, yes, that she oh, wanted yeah. you to try. She, yeah, well, she had so, a little. She had a little basket by my bed, right. With these really sweet things that were from Nashville, like right. Nashville, like. Like there was a hot sauce and there were, there were, oh my word, I've ordered them since then. They were so good. <laughs> there was a national company that makes shortbread. Oof. It was a pistachio shortbread. It was absolutely mm. delicious. And she had just, you know, a, a little coffee mug. Like she had just right. cute little things beside my bed that were for me. Right. Um, and that is what I also tried to do that. I right. also try to be very intentional beside the bed or at the end of the bed. Right. So at the end of the bed, 
have their towel and their hand towel and their washcloth at right. the end of the bed. Beside the bed, if they're people that don't have any kind of allergies, have some Andy's mints or have right. some, you know, have just a sweet little thing by the bed. Have a book light by the bed. Have a, a car charger. Have a phone charger by right. the bed. Those you little know, touches are just so special to yeah, people. Yeah, they mean a um, lot. And I only know that because you were so touched by it that you shared it with me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, You know, this is like so how sweet. kind is that? Yeah, so sweet. And also, if you find things that people love and enjoy, you know, when people come and you have lined up something that you know that they're going to love and enjoy, that means so much to people. Absolutely. That, that the last time I was at the Whitakers, um, Heather and Carlos took me to this really special restaurant, literally one of the best restaurant meals I've ever had in my wow. life. And, and it just meant so much because Heather knew that I would be into Absolutely. that kind of meal. So, so those kind of things that you plan for people are our memory makers right. the things people remember absolutely so as we head into this holiday season our hope is that you as you host mm -hmm. you know statistics would tell mm -hmm. us that 30 percent of you are hosting a party so our hope is that that is a really fun joyful yes. experience because truly truly when you look back on these moments when you're hosting and you have holiday you are going to tell yourself those were good days yes. when we had our house full of people when there was good food around the table when the kids were here those are good days and so truly we are hoping that you create good days this holiday where you can look back and say man these are good days mm -hmm.